stand with me all over this house as we turn to the word of the Lord today. Amen. Before we turn to the word of the Lord, can we give the Lord another hand clap of praise for all of our visitors? We're so thankful to have you today in the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, it is surely our delight, surely our privilege, amen, to have you in the house of the Lord today. I want to turn your attention to the book of Ephesians, the third chapter. As I attempt to share with this body what the Lord has placed on my heart for this week, Ephesians, the third chapter, be reading Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Our junior church may be dismissed. I apologize. Our junior church may be dismissed to downstairs. Amen. Ephesians, the third chapter, we'll be reading verse 1 through 12. We're taking our text from a letter the Apostle Paul has written to the church in Ephesus. And here we find ourselves in Ephesians, the third chapter. Paul has recently been arrested. He's awaiting trial in Rome. He knows what God has called him to do. The Lord has called him to be an apostle to the Gentile church. And the enemy's working hard. The enemy's working overtime. He's on house arrest. The devil's throwing all hell at him and trying to stop him from accomplishing what God has called him to do. But Paul is a beast. Paul ain't no chump. Paul knows what he's got to do, and Paul's determined to do it. And here we take our text in the book of Ephesians, the third chapter and the first verse. The word of the Lord says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you word. How that by revelation the Lord had made known unto me the mystery as I write afore in a few words, whereby when you read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto this holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles, man, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promises, the promises of God in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me Paul said unto me who am less than the least of all of the saints in this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ the unsearchable riches of Christ 
and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. There's a one God nugget for you. All things were created by Jesus Christ. <laughs> to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, watch this, the manifold wisdom of God, the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right here's where I want to hang my hat for just a moment. In whom we have Boldness. One person got excited about that. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to give the rest of you an opportunity to get excited. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence woo, by the faith of him. Praise the in whom we have boldness and access with confidence to the throne of grace. Praise God. What was from the beginning of the world hidden in Christ has been made known to the church. Praise God. And now, church, we have boldness. We have access to the manifold wisdom of God. I'm telling you today, the Lord is calling us to an uncompromised faith. The Lord, I'm going to say it again. The Lord is calling us to an uncompromised faith. I want to ask you this question today. Are you arrested by him? Are you arrested by him? I want to preach today. Becoming What You Believe, part four. If you haven't been in our midweek services, you've been missing out on this series. Today is part four. I want to preach to you today. Are you arrested? Are you arrested? I want you to lay your Bibles down gently in your seat, but I want you to lift a praise offering passionately unto the Lord all over this house today. Can we just for a moment before we're seated offer the Lord a hand clap of violent praise in this house today. All over this house, let's magnify the Lord and give him some praise today. Hallelujah. Are you arrested by him today? Are you arrested by him today? The Lord bless you. You may be seated for a few moments. Are you arrested today? If you read in your history book, you will see that during the very early stages of this wonderful nation that we are citizens of today. Now, I know it's not maybe exactly what you think it should be. But there's a whole lot of worse places than where you could be today. We still have the freedom to serve God in this country. 
Amen. And I'm thankful today. If you read in your history book, you will see that during the early stages, during the formation of this great country that we live in today, there were a group of American colonists that were referred to, were given the nickname of mugwumps. How many ever heard that term, mugwumps? We're going to have a little history lesson in the house of God today. Mugwumps, amen. There was a group of American colonists that were referred to as mugwumps, and it was a group of people that could not decide whether they wanted to pledge or to place their allegiance in the new American Continental Congress or if they wanted to keep their allegiance to the King of England, King George. They were fence-sitters, if you will. They were undecided. I mean, every time we have a presidential election in this country, how many know there's always, they always pay, pay special attention to the undecided? I'm talking about a group of undecided, a group uh, that were uncommitted, a group that had not pledged their allegiance yet to the American Continental Congress. They were fence-sitters. They were not loyal to England. They were not loyal to the American colonies. And by seeking the best of both worlds, they received the benefits of neither. They received the benefits of neither. They sought, um, they sought to be able to do the shipping and the and the, uh, and the buying and the selling. They wanted to do that with England and they wanted to do it with the American colonies. And by seeking the best of both worlds, they received the benefits of neither England nor the benefits of the colonies. This is exactly what the Apostle Paul was dealing with in the church at Ephesus. He was dealing with a bunch of spiritual mugwumps a bunch of spiritual fence-sitters, some undecided, some people who didn't know whether they wanted to live in the church or live in the world. My God, help me preach for just a moment. Holy Ghost, help me today. He was dealing with a bunch of spiritual mugwumps, people that didn't know whether they wanted to live in the church or whether they wanted to live in the world. Paul, likewise, was dealing with these similar things at Ephesus and trust me when I say this to you today, church, you don't want to be a spiritual mugwump. You don't want to be a spiritual undecided. You don't want to be one that will not pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ. Come on, you don't want to be one that tries to keep one foot in Egypt and one foot in Canaan. You don't want to be a mugwump that wants to have one foot in the world and one foot in the church today. Oh, because you'll enjoy the benefits of neither. You'll enjoy the benefits of neither. Amen. People who seek to reap the benefits of a life in Christ but still want to hold on to their ties to an ungodly world. Disloyal people. Uncommitted people. People who cannot realize that God is calling his church to an uncompromised commitment. I come to tell this body today, God is calling his church to an uncompromised commitment. 
Come on, he will accept nothing less than commitment today. And in our text, Paul gives us some foundational truths. And these truths will help us take our foot out of the snare of this world and help us realize that our original design, Brother Chris, our original design is to be an heir to the kingdom of God. You were created to worship him. Come on. Brother Greg, you might be good at rewriting those mortgages, sir. I can come to you and get myself a second mortgage if I want. But that ain't what you was created to do, my friend. You was created to worship the Lord. You was created to give him praise. You was created to give him glory and to give him honor. You was created to worship and praise the Lord. It's time to get off the fence and give your loyalty to Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. It's time to get off the fence. Amen. You were designed, you were created to be an heir of the kingdom of God. Paul at the time of his writing, was a prisoner of Rome, but I love how he doesn't even acknowledge that, Brother Carl. Huh? What what he say in his opening statement? He says, I, Paul, prisoner of Jesus Christ. He don't even give place to the confinement of Rome. He don't even give place to, oh, oh, that the church could learn to stop giving place to the devil today. Oh, that the church could give, stop giving place to what is wrong today and start concentrating on what the Lord is doing today. Get off of the fence today. Get one foot out of the world today and get fully in the church and give your commitment to Jesus Christ today. Paul's writing as a prisoner of Rome, but he doesn't refer to himself as such. He refers to himself as a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, when the world looks at Paul, when the world looks at Paul, they see a man who's under the complete authority of Rome, the confinement of Rome. When the world looks at Paul, they see a man who cannot go outside the boundaries of his captors. When the world looks at Paul, they see a man who's totally dependent upon the prison for all of his needs. But when Paul looks at himself, Paul sees a man who's under the complete authority of Jesus Christ. When Paul looks at himself, he sees a man that will not go outside the boundaries of the church, will not go outside the boundaries of his faith in God, will not go outside the boundaries of his commitment unto God. And he sees a man who's totally dependent upon Jesus Christ for all of his needs. Oh, that the church today would become a body that depends upon the Lord today, that realizes they are nothing without the Lord today. Because, listen, being arrested simply means this. I know it's kind of an odd topic. Are you arrested today? I know you all in your mind, you start thinking about handcuffs, police brutality, George Floyd. You start thinking about all of this stuff. But listen, to be arrested simply means to be brought under submission to an authority. 
My God, help me preach today. To be arrested, it just simply means to be brought unto submission to an authority in your life today. I want to be arrested by Jesus Christ. I want to be committed to Jesus Christ. I want to be dependent upon Jesus Christ today. To be arrested simply means to be brought under submission to an authority. Paul said, before I was arrested by Rome, I was already arrested by Jesus Christ. I was already a prisoner. I was already committed. I was already submitted. I was already dependent. I, was, I already had boundaries in my life. You might tell me I can't go out of this house, but the Lord tells me not to go outside the confinements of my faith. Paul said, I've done been arrested. You, your arresting me doesn't mean anything to me. I know what God has called me to do. And I'm going to do it, whether it's under the confinement of house arrest, whether it's under the confinement of the bars of a prison. Amen. Come on, Paul knew what he was called to do. To be arrested simply means to be brought under the submission of an authority. To be arrested by this world, church, is to replace your freedom with bondage. Come on. When you go to jail in the physical, some of these guys, don't raise your hand. Some of these guys in here can tell you, when you get arrested, you are replacing your freedom with bondage. But it's exactly the opposite in the church. When you get arrested by Jesus Christ, you're replacing your bondage with your freedom today. I come to tell you, if you ain't been arrested by Jesus today, you have living below your privileges today. You're still enslaved to sin, still enslaved to bondage. My God, the church is exactly the opposite. And Paul said, it doesn't matter what you do to me in the physical. I've been arrested by Christ. I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I'm under his submission. I'm under his authority. He provides for me. When you get locked up in a jail cell, they bring you bread and water. Well, nowadays you get Kentucky Fried Chicken and you get to play video games, but used to, it was bread and water. And used to, you got to break rocks and make license plates. Now you get to play video games and we wonder why our crime's so high. But when you, when you get arrested in this world, you're surrendering your freedom for bondage. But when you get arrested by Christ... You're giving up enslavement to sin. You can have it. You're giving up anxiety. You're giving up depression. You're giving up problems. You're giving up situations. And you're giving it all up in the name of freedom. Come on, because who the Son has set free, he's free indeed. He's free indeed. Paul understood these things, and it didn't matter whether he was confined to his house. He knew what God had called him to do. Because to be arrested by Jesus is to replace bondage with freedom. Paul said, I'm not bound, I'm free. <laughs> I come to tell this church today, regardless of what you're going through today, you're not bound, you're free. 
If you're in Christ and he's in you, it doesn't matter what your circumstance is. Doesn't matter how great your valley is. Doesn't matter what the percentage looks like. Doesn't matter what you think the outcome's going to be. If you're in Christ, you're free. You're free. You're free today. Are you arrested by Jesus today? If you're not, you better get that way. Paul said, I'm not bound, I'm free. I'm no longer bound by hatred. I'm no longer bound by anger. I'm no longer bound by jealousy. I'm no longer bound by condemnation. There is there no for no more condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. I'm not no longer condemned. I'm free. Paul said, I'm free. Because who the Son sets free is free indeed. I've been arrested by the gospel, he said. I'm a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I'm no longer enslaved by sin. The boundaries that I live my life by are not imprisoning me. They are protecting me. Ah, They are not imprisoning me. The boundaries that God places on my life, they are not restricting me. They are, they are, they are protecting me. They are empowering me. I'm no longer enslaved by sin. Paul said, if I got to write while I'm on house arrest, I'll write while I'm on house arrest. If I got to write behind the bars of a prison, I'll write behind the bars of a prison. But I know what the Lord called me to do. The Lord called me to be an apostle to the Gentiles. And I've got the greatest well-kept secret that the world has ever known. And I'm going to give it to the Gentile church. And they're going to be fellow heirs with Christ. They're going to become a part of the body of Christ. They're going to live for God, and I'm going to teach them to become what they believe. Hallelujah. Paul said, I'll do what I got to do. The Lord called me to teach them to become what they believe, and there's not enough devils in hell to stop me. Newsflash. Newsflash. What God has called you to do, there ain't enough devils in hell to stop you. Newsflash, if God brought you to it, he'll see you through it. Newsflash, if you've been arrested by Jesus Christ today, you got to come completely submitted unto him today. Completely submitted unto him. To come under the submission of an authority is to be arrested. Come on. I'm arrested in this suit today. See that guy on that picture up there? He got a suit on He's arrested for Jesus today, arrested by Jesus. He's come under the authority of one. Huh? He's come under the authority of one. Today, we, we need to come under the authority of one today, Jesus Christ. I came to share with this church today the same message that Paul shared with the Ephesian church if you want the benefits, if you want the blessings of God today, don't be a mugwump. Come on. You want the benefits of God, you want the blessings of God, don't be a fence sitter. Don't be an undecided today. You need to make up your mind who you're going to serve. You need to make up your mind you're going to live for God. You're going to submit to God. You're going to give your life, give your family, give your finances unto the Lord today. Hallelujah. If you want the benefits and blessings of God today, don't be a mugwump. It's time to get off the fence. It's time to get arrested by Jesus. Come on, I traded in my cloak of heaviness, Sister Lou, for a garment of praise. 
Come on, come on, your praise ain't affected by what you're going through in this life. People, people live here, here's one for you. People in this church got problems. Here's one for you. People in this church, they got circumstances. They're going through stuff. You ain't the only one. There's people right here under the sound of my voice. They got stuff going on at home, but they're in the house of God lifting up the name of Jesus. Why? Because they have come under the authority of one. They're arrested. They're a prisoner of Christ today. Come on, a prisoner of Christ today. Trade in that cloak of heaviness for a garment of praise. Come on, you've been made free by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, you've been made free when you got arrested by him. You traded in your enslavement for freedom today. I refuse to be a victim today. People are living in this victim mentality. I refuse to be a victim today. This is our time. We are the church. This is our place. This is our moment. Right now is our time today. We're the church of the living God. We're the church of the living God today. This is our time. This is our moment. This is it. This is our time for greatness. We're living in the last days. Come on, there's a revival. There's a harvest. There's an abundance today. People are broken. People are weary. People are lost. It's time for a harvest. It's not time to fall to a victim mentality and feel sorry for yourself, woe is me, and this is wrong, and that is wrong. Guess what? Everybody else got stuff going on too, but the Lord has still arrested them. You gotta be arrested by Jesus today. You gotta come under the authority of him today. You can't live for God and not come under his authority. You ain't gonna go in a physical jail and not listen to the prison warden. You ain't going to be arrested by Jesus and not come under his authority. See, the only difference is you're getting the opportunity to trade in your bondage and your enslavement for freedom. I'll take that kind of arrest any day. I'll take that kind of freedom any day. So what if I got to give up this? And so what if I got to give up that? And so what if I got to put this first? I want to be arrested by Jesus today. This is our time. This is our place. This is our moment. We are the people of God. We have confidence today that only comes from the Holy Ghost. We have boldness today, confidence to come to the throne of grace today, Brother Bo. Come on. We can live in him. We can have faith in him. We can be free in him if we become what we believe. You can't believe it and not become it. You can't say it and not do it. Actions speak. We talked about this in Sunday, this Sunday school this morning. Actions speak louder than words. You can tell somebody you love them with their lips and not mean it in your actions. Actions speak louder than words. You must become what you believe today. It's time to get off the fence and get in the church. It's time to make a commitment to God. It's time to come under the authority of God. You have been engrafted into the family of God. It's time to stop being a spiritual mugwump today and get off the fence and get in the church. 
Romans 8 and 15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We have not received the spirit of bondage and fear. We traded that in for freedom when we were arrested by Christ. That's why Paul didn't even give place to his Roman confinement. That's why Paul didn't even give place to the fact that they brought him breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He didn't even give place to the fact that he was arrested by Rome because he had already been arrested by Jesus. I come to tell you today, it's time for you to trade in that cloak of heaviness for a garment of praise. You want to be free, it's going, you're going to have to praise your way through what you go through. You want to be free? You want to be, have freedom in Christ? Come on, only the truth can set you free today. You got to get off the fence. You got to get off the fence. You've not received the spirit of bondage to fear. Come on, get arrested by Christ, child of God. It's your time today. Get off that fence, child of God. It's your time today. Get committed to God. It's your time today. You're living below your privileges. You're living below your privileges. You're like a spiritual mugwump. You're trying to enjoy the benefits of the king of England and you're trying to enjoy the benefits of the American colonies. It ain't going to work. You got to choose you this day who you're going to serve. You'll love one and you'll hate the other. Huh? You'll love one and you'll hate the other. You must be arrested by Christ today. Are you arrested by Christ the Lord doesn't want to just visit you. That's what, that's what happens to people that are in prison. They get visited. But when you're arrested by Christ, he's in you. He don't want to just visit you. He wants to dwell in you. He wants to be in you, with you, wherever you go. Whatever you go through, the Lord will be there with you. Church's grace is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. Come on, when you get arrested by Christ, all of these things happen. But you got to come under his authority. You got to come under his authority. His strength will be made perfect in your weakness. If you'll just be arrested by Christ today. Stand with me as the musicians come quickly. Are you arrested? Are you arrested? Come on, get that, get that mental picture out of your mind of flashing lights on top of a police car. Get that mental picture out of your mind of handcuffs sitting in the back of a paddy wagon. Are you arrested today? Have you come under the submission, under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you become committed to his calls and to his kingdom? I want to tell you today, the human ego, the carnal mind cannot function in the kingdom of God. No. You know, you got to get rid of your ego. You got to get rid of your carnal thinking because these things cannot survive in the kingdom of God. That's why people go to church for a while, but then they get off in their carnal thinking 
And they start finding fault and they start finding what's wrong and they start finding this and they start finding that. They get off, the, the carnal mind cannot function in the kingdom of God. You must be led by the Spirit of God. You must be filled with the Spirit of God. You must be arrested by Him. You must come under His authority. And when you do that, the little things that happened in your life to the Apostle Paul being imprisoned in Rome was a small thing. He didn't even acknowledge it. He said, I'm a prisoner of Christ. What's most important, I'm going to feed. What I don't care about, I'm going to starve. And Paul said, I don't care about that. It doesn't matter. They can't stop me. I know what the Lord has called me to do. He's called me to empower this Gentile church with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even though I'm sitting up here imprisoned in Rome, I'm not even going to give place to that because wherever he takes me to, he'll take me through. And if I got to write these letters from right here, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Sometimes, here's one for you, sometimes you're going to have to praise God in the valley. You ain't always going to get to worship Him on the mountain. Sometimes you're going to have to do it under the confines of some place that you don't want to be. But you do it anyway because it's just and it's right. You worship Him. You praise Him through all of your problems. Through all of your circumstances, Paul was imprisoned in Rome. And here he is speaking to the church in Ephesus, telling them, get off the fence. Get off the fence. You got to live for God. You can't get caught up in these small things. The small foxes will spoil the vine. The small foxes will cause you to give up on your walk with God carnal mind would have you to believe like the mugwumps did. The carnal mind will have you to think you can enjoy the best of both worlds. But you can't. You can't. You either got to choose to live for God or you got to choose to live in this world. You can't. You can't enjoy the benefits of both. Paul said, I'm a prisoner of Christ. I'm completely submitted to Christ. I am dependent upon Christ. I am loyal to Christ. I want to mature in Christ. I want to be strong in Christ. I want to grow in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I must stay within the boundaries that my faith gives me. Come on, to be in prison, to be, to be arrested. Paul said, I am a prisoner of Christ. You better wake up, child of God. If you're arrested by him, he's going to tell you there are places you can't go. <laughs> yeah, that just got me in trouble. But it's the truth anyway. Come on. Paul said, I am a prisoner of Christ. I've been arrested by him. I must mature in him. I must be obedient to him. I must be submitted to him. I must stay within the boundaries that he gives me. Because to be arrested by him is to be in submission to him.
Church, we got to put off the old man. We got to put off the old man. We got to let the Lord renew us in a right spirit today. Come on, part of retraining yourself to walk with God is learning to restrain your old man. When you get mad about something, you got to talk to yourself, say, That's just my flesh. I'm not going to give in to that. You think when Paul was setting up in that jail cell, bro, Timmy, writing those letters to the church that was in Ephesus, his flesh didn't come to him and say, man, what are you doing? You're in prison in Rome. And he said, I ain't giving no place to my flesh. I know what God has called me to do. I'm going to keep writing this letter, and it's going to reach that church, and it's going to make a difference, and it's going to cause some people to get off the fence and make up their mind to live for God and be arrested by Jesus today. we got to put off that old man. Renew his us a right spirit. Get off the fence today and be arrested by Jesus and become what you believe. If you're, going to be, if you're going to become what you believe, you must be arrested by him, submitted to him under his authority today. These altars are open as we sing.